This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Oh, what was it like to cover somebody who has uh, obviously electrifying ability like that? Yeah, certainly, you know, and you look back to the Utah game, certainly there was a lot of excitement. Uh, you know, he was SEC Offensive Player of the Week, uh, you know, reeled off a you know, 40-plus yard touchdown run and three touchdown runs in that game. Um, but there were some ups and downs in that season. Obviously, the following week against Kentucky, he throws a pick six. He's an accurate 14 to 35. Um, and then, you know, you're still learning a new offense under Billy Napier, first-year offense. So right. the on-field success didn't, you know, translate, I think, the way a lot of Gator fans hoped. But he certainly did provide some electric moments with some, you know, I can remember the LSU game, uh, you know, like an 80-plus yard touchdown run, uh, Texas A&M, um, you know, long touchdown run in that game. And his, I think his passing and his accuracy kind of improved as the season went on. I mean, there was one point early in the season where, was, you know, no touchdowns to five interceptions, and he finished with 17 and nine interceptions. So really, as he kind of grew into the offense, you could see that, you know, he threw the ball better, and he's he certainly, you know, he throws a very pretty deep ball. Um, he throws a fastball. He's got good velocity on his throws. I think it's just a question of obviously, you know, the accuracy and, and making those throws on a consistent basis. How much of the problem was a new offense for him? You think? I think a little bit. Yeah, I think that that was a factor, and he was doing a lot of read option, and um, I, you know, I think there were a lot of things that you know were in play in his head. I mean. One of the things, too, that you heard a lot of grumbling from Florida fans is, well, he didn't run enough. But I think that, uh, you know, the year before, I mean, the knock on Anthony, like the year before, was that he was injury prone. He had hamstring issues and so forth. And, you know, Florida's backup quarterback during fall camp, uh, Jack Miller, went out with a broken thumb. So there was a little bit of a preservation uh, element, not necessarily from Anthony, but I think even from the coaches. They were like, you know, don't. You don't always have to put yourself in harm's way here. And I think he took kind of took that to heart and tried to be more of a thrower and more of a, a passer at points during the season, particularly early when they didn't have the, the backup quarterback situation settled. Um, but uh, I think that uh, I think as the season went on, you saw some improvement from him and you saw a guy who, uh, you know, certainly, uh, you know, was conscientious about it and cared and, and really, you know, wanted the offense to get better. In terms of the stuff that you have to do on a regular basis, like talk to these guys, how was he dealing with the media and every all the hype that around, that surrounded him? Very good, very humble kid, personable kid, uh, somebody that uh, took all our questions, didn't bite back, didn't complain when things were going down, were going there. I think he's a very, like I said, you know, I I think he is a people pleaser. I think he wants, you know, uh, to get along and and to you know, have things go his way. And, um, but, and I think he cares a lot, you know, and I think he's, he's conscientious. I do think there are times though, where maybe he's not enough of an alpha, if that makes sense, where, uh-huh. uh, you know, there, there was, there was kind of talk following the Kentucky game. Uh, you know, one of the teammates said when he was, he was kind of struggling trying to reach him. So when adversity hits sometimes, I, particularly early in the season, I saw someone that kind of went into a shell but I do think that, you know, as the season progressed, again, he got a little better that way in terms of, of the competitiveness and, and kind of, uh, you know, bouncing back from mistakes. 
We're talking with Kevin Brockway from Gannett. He covers the Florida Gators at Kevin Brockway G1. Give me the the highlight of his or a couple of highlights from that you saw from his last year at Florida. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. You have a 401k, but you're changing jobs. You're taking that 401k with you. Next step. Well, a lot of people leave it behind, which is not a good thing. I mean, if you're not at the company anymore, your 401k shouldn't either. And that's when it's time for my 401k survival Oh, oh look box at that. Set. You see it right here. i got workbooks, <laughs> guidebooks, DVDs in here that explain everything about your 401k. More importantly, how to build a lifetime income. It's a $300 value. I'm also going to give you a total retirement plan, which is a $1,000 value for the next 18 of you who call right now. No cost or obligation. Call. 888-843-0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Yeah, I would, like I said, I would definitely say that that touchdown run against LSU really stood out and they were down three touchdowns at the time. It looked like it was on its way to being a blowout and, uh, you know, they made it close and for him to, you know, you know, it's one thing to kind of, beat, uh, you know, athletes from like USF down the field, but beating athletes from LSU down the field uh, and, and <laughs> eluding those kind of players on defense that LSU has is, is fairly impressive. So that was something that certainly stood out. And he had a, he had a bomb earlier that game. And, you know, I think a lot of the problems with Florida, uh, you know, certainly were on the defensive side of the ball where they, they had to play a lot of shootouts uh, last year. I mean, the defense gave up uh, – 40 points or more in at least three games right. and 30 points or more in some others. So um, it wasn't a vintage Florida defense. Uh, so Anthony certainly, you know, had to try to do a lot to kind of keep teams in games um, and, and was playing uphill a lot as a result. Um, but, you know, 400 yard passing game in Neyland stadium was impressive. Um, 400 yards against Vanderbilt. And uh, the irony is, you know, both in losing efforts uh, in, yeah. in those two games, but, um, you know, but certainly the fact that, uh, you know, he, he reached, you know, 400 yards twice in, in passing in the SEC shows you that when he's dialed in, he can, he can definitely throw the ball. Do you, uh, when he compares himself, and I don't think he was saying I'm a, another Cam Newton, but he was uh, at the combine, I guess, referencing the name Cam Newton. Do you see that? Yeah, you know, I think that with Cam, um, you know, I think Cam had more experience coming out of college, yeah. you know, and he had that year of Juco and then he went to Auburn and he had success at Auburn and, and Cam was probably a little bit more of a consistent runner in college than Anthony was. Um, but, uh, I think with Anthony, um, he certainly will be coming into the league fresher, you know, less banged up, which, uh, which, which may help. Um, and, uh, we'll, we'll see, I think time will tell on that. Um, but I think that he's a guy that, uh, you know, certainly because I, I remember when Cam was at Florida and uh, obviously, you know, had some had some issues and left. Right. Uh, but Cam didn't really become a better thrower until he went to junior college um, and had that year at Blinn College and then, you know, went to Auburn and was really the complete package as a runner and a thrower. <laughs> but uh, very similar body types, obviously. And very similar athletic ability for sure. I don't know. Could uh, could Cam Newton do a, a flip like that after the pro day? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but you know, Anthony said that he retired the flip. He's going to retire the flip after that's that. That's it. Maybe. He said he he says that's it. But we'll we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure that uh, you know uh, if he gets into his first NFL game and throws his first touchdown and gets really hyped up, he might uh, he might bring it back. No, don't. You did it once. We all saw it. 
Don't do it. If I'm paying him whatever the uh, the the team that drafts him is going to pay him, I am saying don't do that again. I am not paying yeah. you to flip, but it certainly was <laughs> eye-opening. It was a hell of a throw uh, as well. So uh, Kevin Brockway, at Kevin Brockway G1 on Twitter from Gannett, uh, covers the U- University of Florida. I appreciate your time, sir. We'll talk again. Okay, thank you very much. I chose William Peace because of the personalized education it offers, which allows students to truly know their professors. It's really possible to make genuine connections with your professors and learn intentionally here and dive deep into what you're passionate about. A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu.